Well, hello and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts in the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of the Conversation, we're talking with Chris Davies. He's supervisor of the Counseling Unit of the Domestic and Sexual Violence Services. And that's our topic today, Domestic and Sexual Violence Services, and we're talking specifically about the counseling services that this uh, organization uh, offers. Chris, first of all, thanks for uh, being here with us today on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jim. Absolutely. Looking forward to the conversation. A difficult conversation, if you will, oftentimes, domestic and sexual violence services. Talk to me a little bit about that. It's a difficult topic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, uh, it's uh, especially difficult when you think of how prevalent it is mm-hmm. in, in our community as well as other communities. It affects just about everybody. Um, one in four women and uh, nearly one in 10 men are going to experience sexual violence, uh, wow. physical violence, or stalking by an intimate partner during their lives. And that's in addition to uh, emotional violence and in intimate relationships and sexual violence in and outside of, of relationships. Uh, we also know that uh, stalking, teen dating violence, and human trafficking are prevalent in our community, too. <laughs> it just doesn't seem to end, does it? No, no, it's, I a, mean, it's a prevalent problem. Yeah, it's a prevalent problem, growing problem. And uh, interesting, one in four women, one in ten men. For physical violence and intimate relationships. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's according to what's reported. Um, uh, we, we work with, uh, in the uh, survivors services part of our program, we work with um, more women than men, uh, but we do have uh, quite a few uh, people who come in to receive either counseling services or advocacy for men. We work with boys as well who have been impacted by domestic violence in their families. Oh, goodness. Before we dive too deep into it, is there an explanation, definition of mm-hmm. sexual and violent services or what your organization, what the counseling services does is there a good way to kind of set this whole conversation up yeah i think that's a really good question um so we counseling services well first i'll start with the domestic and sexual violence services that's the larger division because counseling services are are one part of uh of of that uh spectrum of services so we work we uh, dsvs uh, domestic and sexual violence services and its partners offer shelter uh, uh crisis line services accompaniment uh, for uh, uh, hospital uh, uh, forensic exams and, and court um, advocacy, prevention work, uh, community coordination, and uh, intervention, uh, domestic violence intervention, in addition to counseling services. Okay. And counseling uh, specifically, um, for those who aren't familiar, counseling or psychotherapy is this process by which a person overcomes their emotional and life problems. Uh, by um, over the course of multiple sessions, mm. uh, by uh, 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 talking through it and expressing through it, and sometimes using play uh, in a context of a safe environment. Okay. And uh, over time, that reduces the symptoms, increases your uh, brain's flexibility uh, to uh, to cope, and um, and can lead to uh, habits and actions that are healthier for right. you in your life. What if I'm not a big talker <laughs> yeah yeah so some people find that uh, uh counseling is uh, uh it counseling takes the takes the form that it needs to take for each okay. for each client okay. so some people are going to come in and do more talking other people some people are going to want to express a lot about what they've experienced other people are going to want to try to come up with solutions hmm. some people are going to want to just uh uh 
uh, learn some techniques that are going to help them cope. Um, uh, and, and it really is going to take the, uh, uh, form that works for the, for the client. Our counselors are trained in a variety of methods and they also take a culturally, uh, relevant approach. Uh, we work with people in, uh, any language. Uh, our counselors speak English and Spanish and we also work with interpreters and try to provide the service that's going to best address what that person's goals are. So we really work with the client's goals. Okay. The translation you mentioned there, and you Mm -hmm. talked about interpreters, and the first thing that popped in my mind was perhaps confidentiality. Yeah. I mean, what's involved there? Well, we work with with interpreters who, with whom we have a a business agreement and and, uh, where we uh, can make sure that confidentiality is upheld. In general, um, and you you mentioned confidentiality. I'm glad you did because that's really a, a hallmark of of our uh, of of good counseling. I mean, if you if you're going right. to open up and talk about something really right. sensitive, right. you have to know that that information is going to be protected. Um, so we uphold strict standards of privacy uh, around digital information, um, and we uh, we will never share any information uh, with uh, uh, with any other party without the person's. Uh, written consent, except uh, in situations where a child or a vulnerable adult is being abused or neglected, mm-hmm. or if the person is going to harm themselves themselves or somebody else. Okay. Uh, but uh, th- and that includes that we don't even share with other county. We're part of Fairfax County government. We don't even right. share information with other Fairfax County government human services agencies mm-hmm. um, without that permission. We don't share information with uh, uh, national security, law enforcement, except in those uh, situations mm-hmm. or with a court order. Okay. All right. Now, I, I was reading uh, somewhere on your website, um, am I correct in this statement that these counseling services are offered at no charge? That's correct. Yeah. Um, uh, for for people who have experienced domestic violence in their families, who live in Fairfax County, work in Fairfax County, or experience violence in Fairfax County, those services are free. Uh, they're short term, uh, as well as all of our other services, accompaniment, wow. hotline, um, and uh, the only... Uh, service that we charge for is our domestic violence intervention service where we work with the people who have done the harm and uh, there is a there's a, a reasonable fee for that program mm, okay now i think you also we've been talking kind of i think at least from my understanding about individual counseling mm-hmm. but are there not family or group type counseling services available as well Yes. Um, so what I mentioned about about the way that counseling services are set up that, that applies really to individual, family, and group oh, okay. counseling. We offer all of those. The uh, it, it takes on a slightly different format, and the groups are are focused on a certain theme. We offer groups for uh, for women who in English or Spanish who have experienced domestic or sexual violence. We also offer we have the sexual violence group in English only. Uh, we also offer uh, groups in English and Spanish for domestic violence intervention, and uh, we offer family uh, counseling where appropriate. And uh, in, in addition, we uh, do all this on uh, uh, through telehealth or over a two-way video. Okay. okay. Uh, during the pandemic, we started doing that, and we're going to continue doing <laughs> right, that even right. after the pandemic as we add uh, on-site services shortly right. um, because it's so convenient for people uh, uh, with uh, transportation issues or childcare right. or work schedules to be able to just join in from where they are. And, uh, and we find that people are still able to feel a connection with their counselor, to uh, feel like they can talk openly and, and get that rapport even over a vid- two-way video. It's right. worked really well. Right. 
I assume that's one or some of the lessons that you've learned during the pandemic about these these video meetings, if you will. Yes, it's been a fast learning process. <laughs> <laughs> right. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, we, we began doing it before the uh, uh, pandemic started um, because uh, telehealth was so promising right. and so convenient for people. And uh, we uh, obviously accelerated that during the uh, when the pandemic started. Uh, we've been offering those services now for uh, for the majority of the pandemic, and and uh, we are providing just as much service as we ever have. So you've gotten you, you've you've maintained your busyness. <laughs> Very much so. There's there's been a lot of demand for services, and people in the community who are accessing behavioral health services for a number of problems are finding that that there is a, a real demand on on behavioral health. There's there's wait lists uh, in a lot of places, and we've experienced uh, some. Uh, uh, the the limits of our capacity during this time. Right. So there, we are experiencing some wait times for services. In the meantime, as people are waiting to get into counseling services, we can also offer uh, more timely uh, services around uh, advocacy with uh, around safety or uh, protective orders or other court situations, mm -hmm. as well as we have that 24-hour crisis hotline. That number for that hotline is 703-360-7273, uh, and it's a great front door into all of our services. So again, 703-360-7273. And you can access somebody 24 hours a day and get the help you need. If you're in a life-threatening emergency, then it's best to call 911. But right. but for uh, other uh, you know urgent situations, that's a great number to call. Right. What were some of the um, challenges, I guess, if you will, of, of the pandemic? You know, we we hear a lot about you know the the courts were not you know uh, taking on cases or hearing cases that type of thing challenges that you've experienced during the, during the COVID pandemic? I think the challenges that have been felt the greatest have been by the populations that are the, the most vulnerable. And we found that uh, uh, people who are immigrants or who have limited English proficiency, uh, uh, who are already experiencing poverty or homelessness or, or precarious housing, um, and people who have uh, for a long time experienced racial discrimination or uh, discrimination based on sexual orientation, or uh, uh, or being transgender uh, or gender nonconforming have experienced that compounded pressure during the time of the pandemic, right. and and of course we're also aware of of, of a lot of uh, uh, racial disparities that have really come to the forefront during that time too. So that's been a very painful time, and it's left people feeling very uncertain. Um, uh, immigration policies uh, becoming tighter has have caused a lot of people to. Uh, who who are concerned about their own immigration status or their family members' immigration status to uh, to avoid seeking out some of the services they would have otherwise needed, um, and also uh, just in terms of the economic flexibility, that's been a real barrier. We find that people are resilient. Mm -hmm. So when you've experienced a hardship in your life, uh, resilience is normal, and resilience is most likely to happen when people have access to the community supports and the uh, resources. Uh, that they need. And so we try to make sure that throughout the counseling process and all the services we provide that we're helping people access those resources that they need. Um, and uh, breaking out of isolation is a big part of recovery from domestic violence. Right. I was going to ask how you how you overcome that, but I, just by your answer, I'm assuming it's by making all these services available and and spreading the word far and wide that you're here to help. Absolutely, Jim. Yeah. And, and we want people to know that if they're not sure if our services are for them or not sure what we can do, to reach out to us. Or if you're a community member, a bystander, a family member, a friend, a professional, 
Uh, we welcome you to reach out to us. They, you can call our hotline. You can find us information on our website, which is fairfaxcounty.gov slash family services and just search for uh, domestic and sexual violence. Um, and, and we'd be happy to answer questions about uh, how we might be able to help. Right. We're on the connect uh, the uh, County Conversation podcast. We're talking with Chris Davies. He's supervisor of the counseling unit of the Domestic and Sexual Violence Services here in uh, Fairfax County. Chris, when we talk about, let's just let's break it apart, domestic mm-hmm. violence. Mm-hmm. Definition of that. What, what does that mean, domestic violence? Yeah, domestic violence can take different forms, but it basically is when uh, inside a, uh, an intimate relationship, uh, you have one person who's uh, causing harm to the other, and uh, that often uh, is an expression of power and control. Mm. And it uh, can take the form of physical violence, uh, sexual violence, threats, coercion, um, limiting access to people or resources, uh, controlling various parts of that person's uh, of life, um, and and often leaves that person in a uh, leaves the person experiencing the violence as well as everybody else in the family. At risk of uh, of long term uh, uh, health consequences and um, and in a constant state of of uh, of fear or intimidation, some people think that they that uh, some people who don't identify as victims of domestic violence because they don't necessarily fear feel feel that sense of fear all the time might still be experiencing a lot of other uh, problems around stress and high levels of conflict. And uh, so fear is not necessarily the, uh, the only uh, impact of domestic violence. Mm. It has a lot of health impacts. Uh, and children who grow up in homes where there's domestic violence uh, tend to have uh, uh, long-term health impacts as well, uh, and as, as well as impact on other areas of their life functioning. Right. I, I know there's no easy way to address this in, in 20 minutes. No. But what, what do you tell, um, is victims the right word? Of domestic and sexual violence, I, I well, like I said, people sometimes don't identify with that word. So okay. we we often refer to people who are uh, who have experienced okay. domestic violence or have been impacted by domestic violence, because that also includes uh, uh, children in those homes, mm. um, as well as as including the uh, the members of the family who have right. been uh, har- harming, who have been doing the violence. Right. Uh, we know that uh, services, counseling services for them, and and. Uh, accountability and uh, resources and uh, knowledge of how to do something different is really important so that people can uh, not hurt the people that they that they love. And a lot of times uh, uh, harm uh, is perpetuated across the generations and people keep harm, keep hurting because right. they experienced hurt growing up. Right. So we're trying to break a cycle, an intergenerational cycle. How do you do that? Well, I think one of the biggest ways is uh, helping people realize that they have options. Um, and realize that they that they don't have to uh, fall back on what they've what they've experienced, and that they they have options for healing. They have alternative behaviors they can do when they feel um, uh, overwhelming emotions. They can regulate those emotions, and we te- and counseling um, it teaches powerful ways of doing that. Okay, a couple of other things I want to hit on really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things you talked about was the accompaniment program. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. What does that mean? Sure. Yeah, we do accompaniment um, uh, in certain cases with uh, with when people have court cases, either criminal cases that they uh, uh, where they were harmed, and and the uh, uh, the person who did the harm is is uh, going through a criminal process, or a civil process uh, such as protective orders. 
uh, an order of protection that uh, that uh, gives some some legal tools to the person who's been harmed to keep right. them safe. Uh, we will go. We have advocates who will who will join people in court. We also have a twenty four hour uh, hospital accompaniment program mm-hmm. where we partner with uh, Fairfax County Inova. Uh, sorry, Fairfax Inova um, Hospital, the the uh, the fact team, forensic assessment and comprehensive treatment. Who do um, nursing exams, forensic nursing exams for intimate partner violence and sexual violence? Okay, and then the advocacy program. You mm-hmm. talked about that earlier. Advocacy is uh, basically a catch-all term for basically uh, all the type of help that we can give right. in a short-term context, not necessarily over weekly sessions. Like counseling uh, is a sort of a gradual process over weekly sessions. Advocacy is when you need it, at the moment you need it. And it has to do with finding information and referrals, um, getting uh, um, uh, help with uh, uh, around safety, uh, finding resources for economic and housing uh, issues, sometimes uh, legal or immigration issues. And we work with partners who provide all those services. Right. Uh, Domestic Violence Action Center is a multi-agency site that we, um, that we administer and, uh, and we work with uh, partners there to deliver advocacy and other services. All right. Talk to me a little bit about the Domestic Violence Action Center. Uh, Domestic Violence Action Center is a a grant-funded multi-agency site at the historic courthouse and at other places uh, throughout the county. We also offer services uh, remotely, and um, it's it's, uh, comprised of our advocacy staff within domestic and sexual violence services, advocacy and counseling staff from uh, 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 from the Women's Center of Vienna, and other partners, including including Jewish Coalition, Coalition Against Domestic Abuse and uh, Legal Services of Northern Virginia okay. and others. Now, the intervention services that you mm-hmm. mentioned earlier that cost money. Yes. Um, the Domestic Violence Action Center is grant-funded, so the stuff they offer still free of charge, or are we getting into the money there? Well, Domestic Violence Action Center is all free of charge, okay. and it's it's grant funded, and it's specifically for uh, those who have experienced domestic violence. Um, our advocates do work with people who have experienced domestic or sexual okay. or other types of violence, gotcha. but um, and our uh, domestic violence intervention services are not offered out of out of DVAC. Um, they're offered at other sites throughout the county. Okay, a lot to unpack here. So if you have to go back and rewind and re-listen to this, that that'd be fine. I, I wrote down something earlier when you were talking about it, and you said, I believe, survivor services. Uh huh. Yes. Uh, so survivor is another term that we uh, sometimes use as, a, as uh, to to capture those who have uh, to include those who have experienced domestic or sexual violence. And survivor services uh, is a uh, uh, the team that I work on, uh, that's the uh, counseling services for those who have experienced violence, as opposed to the counseling services that we also offer for those who have uh, who have harmed. Okay. So, obviously, two different clients you're serving, two different counseling services you're offering. Absolutely. Two different teams also and with, with different specialties, um, although the work that we do is based on the uh, same philosophy and uh, coming out of the same goal of, of helping, of, of creating a safer, healthier Fairfax County. As we're kind of wrapping up, talk to me a little bit about that philosophy. What, what are you trying to achieve, in other words? Hmm. Uh, we're trying to achieve uh, uh, safety, equity, um, healing, and potential uh, for, for growth and uh, for people to be able to exist 
in uh, in in safety in in real and, and emotional safety mm-hmm. in every aspect of their life, including in their in their closest relationships. Okay. Um, some of the outcomes, I think, if I if I could speak to those too, I think sure. are really important too. Like when people participate in counseling, what do they get out of it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's another thing that sometimes people are wondering. I know sometimes people wonder, uh, getting into counseling can be difficult for some people taking that step because it involves talking about and thinking about something that's painful and, uh, and we, we definitely go at the pace of the person, uh, so that they stay in control of the process all the way through so it doesn't become a scary or re-traumatizing process. And, um, the outcome of those who participate, we, we serve about, uh, we serve over 300 clients a year just within the counseling services for those who've experienced violence. We provide over 300 group and individual counseling sessions a year uh, to new and existing clients. And nearly 100% of the people who complete services say that they've gained knowledge and skills through the process of counseling that have left them better off in specific ways. And the specific ways, you know, vary from person to person based on their own goals and what they want out of out of services. But a lot of people talk about feeling more hopeful, uh, coping better with fear and anxiety, being able to talk through traumatic experiences without fear is a big one, uh, feeling safer and having an improved mood. Right. Uh, so those are some of the things that we... Right. Before we wrap up, you had mentioned groups, and I forgot to, to mention this earlier. There are different groups that uh, domestic and sexual violence services uh, works with, like Mm -hmm. domestic abuse survivor group for women, women's sexual violence survivors group. Mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit about these groups. Yeah, yeah. So within a group context, you can not only uh, experience that, that, uh, that relationship, that supportive relationship with a counselor, but also with other people who are going through the same thing. And that is powerful. Yeah. Yeah, that's a powerful uh, uh, component of healing. And also it breaks through that isolation, breaks through shame mm-hmm. and helps people feel like, you know what, I'm not alone here. A lot of people have gone through this. And uh, it's also a good context for learning new, uh, learning new skills, uh, for coping, um, learning about uh, uh, aspects of domestic or sexual violence that maybe you didn't understand before. And uh, we do a lot on on coping with trauma and trauma-specific treatment. Mm. Uh, so some of the skills are, are designed to help you feel just more calm within your own body. And uh, and that's really what reduces those symptoms from day to day mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and causes people to experience less distress, less right. pain. I wish we had more time to continue, you know, fleshing out the, the – I don't know if that's the right word or not, but digging sure. into, yeah. the, into the subject matter. But before we go uh, – Telephone number again, website, email address, anything you want to share about how to reach out and contact y'all. Yeah, so uh, anyone can call our 24-hour hotline, um, and that's uh, it's not for emergencies only. So please reach out if you have any questions. Uh, that number is 703-360-7273. Our website where you can find more information about all of our services is uh, fairfaxcounty.gov slash family services Mm -hmm. and um for referring providers if you would like to refer somebody uh if we if you have a written uh, if you have that person's written permission to do so you can send that to us uh and uh first and then we can talk with you about what how we might be able to help uh weave our services into other services that person might be receiving chris as we wrap up i'm going to give the final word to you anything i haven't asked anything you would like to share about counseling services with domestic and sexual violence services uh, i don't think i have too much more to say about it i think you, uh, you think you touched on all the major stuff i just right. want to mention uh that uh um 
for those who are part of our community who are looking to uh, be a part of our coordinated community response to domestic violence. Uh, this is Domestic Violence Awareness Month in October, mm-hmm. and it's a chance to learn how to be part of that uh, uh, process of change. The theme for, uh, for, for Domestic Violence Awareness Month this year is Transform the Norm, mm-hmm. a theme in Fairfax County. And so we want to learn about some of those norms that, that uh, might, might uh, be factors in perpetuating violence and changing those. And one of the biggest ways to do that is to get yourself educated, to speak out, and to, uh, to get involved. So we encourage people to do that. All right. Get involved. Call that number if you need help. Go to uh, fam- uh, fairfaxcounty.gov slash family services to, to learn more. And uh, Chris, thanks for uh, being on the podcast with us today. Appreciate thanks, it. Sir. Absolutely. Glad to have you. Chris Davies here with us from the uh, Domestic and Sexual Violence Services Counseling Services. If you want to get more Fairfax County government news, we encourage you to go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash news or call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. And that's weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.